Today, I want to talk to you about something very important. It's something that our Savior took much time to do, and that is prayer. I want to talk to you about the importance of prayer today, and we're going to look at we're going to look at some steps that we can do to help our prayer life, to help us draw closer in communion with God. So would you please join with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we can come to you and that you hear our words. Lord, we thank you that you are a God that cares about each one of us individually. And we thank you, Lord, that you are a God that answers prayer. Lord, please let this message draw us closer to you. Please let these scriptures that we read just teach us truths about you. And Lord, we just pray. I pray for the health of everyone that is listening to this message and beyond. Lord, we pray that we would just become more and more like Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Prayer is one of those things that it cannot be a, maybe I will, or if I have enough time. So many times we get along in our day and we look back at our day and we say, where did all the time go? We have really good intentions a lot of the time, but a lot of the times we wonder, what could I have done differently? What, what else could I have added to my day to make my day more impactful? But one thing that we have to we have to concentrate on one thing that we have to know is obviously to be put our put our mind put our heart into the word of god but we also have to be in prayer and as christians prayer is an integral part of being a christian when we look at how often we pray or when we look at the opportunity of oh i missed it today or i didn't that day it's interesting how we say oh well if i had a little more time with so many things in our life But it's interesting how often in times of crisis, in times of emergency, we run to prayer. In fact, it's interesting that even non-believers typically run to prayer in desperate times. You know, it seems that in our human nature, the first thing that we want to do is exhaust every means and every resource we have possible to try to do it on our own. But that's really pretty silly when we think about the opportunity that we have, that we can go to the creator of the universe. We can go to the one that can actually help us with our problems. The one that we can rely on, the one that we can put our trust and our faith in to help us in our times of need. As Christians, we must start with prayer. I don't know about you, but I definitely cannot make it on my own. I have to have the Lord. So today, I wanted, there's five different things that I want to touch base with you on. Five different things that I feel like we have to review about prayer and some things that will help us to draw closer in our prayer life, to draw us closer to God. The first thing that we want to look at and the first thing that needs to be said is, so what is prayer? And prayer is simply talking and listening to God. Prayer can be done in public. It can be done in private. It can be done out loud. It can be done silently. It can be done with eyes open, with eyes closed. Prayer shows our faithful submission, dependence, and trust in God. Prayer is not self-meditation, self-reflection on self. Prayer is 
us taking our needs and our emotion to God and while at the same time being still and listening and listening with our our whole being to listen to the word of God minister to us. And no, prayer does not have to be full of thou's and arts and old English. Prayer is simply using your normal communication to communicate with God. Prayer is described in the Bible as seeking God's favor. Exodus 32, 11, pouring out one's soul to the Lord, 1 Samuel 1, 15. Crying out to heaven, 2 Chronicles 32, 20. Drawing near to God, Psalm 73, 28. And kneeling before the Father in Ephesians 3, 14. My second point is this, is that prayer connects us to God. It's a very important scripture. This is Jesus talking. This is John 15, 5, and it says, this is what Jesus says. He says, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Since prayer is communication and connection to God, and we think about ourselves, Jesus says here that we are the branches, and branches not connected to the vine can produce no fruit. That's why he says, without me, you are nothing. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, never stop praying. Now, some people might ask, Ty, does that literally mean that I'm supposed to pray all the time? And here's the answer to that. The answer is, stay connected to God. It means that throughout your day, you should have an ongoing conversation with the Lord. It should be something that there's no disconnect. There's no hang up. It is an ongoing conversation. It's an ongoing seeking of directance and guidance from the Lord to direct our path. God wants to hear from us. And prayer is that connection with the creator. It is fellowship. It is relationship building with the Lord. When we pray, God hears our prayers. When God hears our prayers, he responds. When God responds, we get answers. And many times it may not be the answer we really want, but he always answers our prayers. My third point today is this, is that God hears our prayers. Probably one of the most popular verses on prayers is 2 Chronicles 7, 14. And it says, Then if my people who call me by name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear them from heaven and forgive their sins and restore their lands. When we break this down and we look at it individually and we look at what the writer is saying here, the first thing that stands out is that we need to humble ourselves. This means putting God before us and having a healthy dose of the fear of the Lord. The second thing here is it talks about praying, and which we've talked about is communicating with God through words. The next part here, which is really important and kind of really jumps out in the scripture, if you look at it, is it says, seek God's face. And many times we say, well, what does that really mean? When we haven't seen anyone in a long time, or maybe someone has passed on, we say, what is the thing that, that if we could see them, we would remember the most? What is that thing that would draw us to us where we would say, oh, that's the person that I missed? It's their face. 
It's their smile. It's their eyes. It's the way they look at you. It's the feelings that we remember about someone that has loved us and the way they look at us. When we seek God's face, we find God's heart because he is longing to be close to us. He is longing to communicate with us. Our communication is our prayer and seeking his face is our relationship. The next part here, it says, turning from our wicked ways. Why? Because our wicked ways are the things that separate us from, the God, from God. The second part to this is the results. So the first part is what we do. We seek God's face. We, 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 we pray. We, we turn from our wicked ways. The second half of this verse is what God does. And it says that He hears our prayers. That our prayers reach heaven. Our prayers reach God. That He forgives our sin. For anything that we have turned from, we are forgiven, we are cleansed. Through what Jesus has done from us on the, for us on the cross. Through what Jesus did. Through our repentance, we are covered by His blood and washed clean of our iniquities. It says next that God will heal our land. In Hebrew, this actually means the ground, the soil. Even what is under our feet will be brought to wholeness. God is very clear. 1 John 15, 14 through 15 says this, And we are confident that He hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him. And since we know He hears us when we make our requests, we also know that He will give us what we ask for. Church, I believe it is time for God's people to pray. And many of you may be prayer warriors. And many of you may need improvement in your prayer life. But it is time, no matter which side of the spectrum that you're on, the far right, the far left, or in the middle of your prayer life, and where it could grow, we need to step up, church. We need to step up. When we look at the world around us, when we look at the pandemic that, we're, that we are faced with, this gives us plenty of time to pray. It gives us the opportunity to pray for those who are essential and those that are working and those that need our prayer. It also gives us the opportunity to pray for the lost. It gives us the opportunity to pray that wickedness in this world would end. In fact... Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, 1-4, and he says this, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will be slanderous of others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hated and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, and be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. In the midst of the darkness of the world, the church is the light. It is our time to have intercession with prayer, to have people turn and face God. I believe that this time in our world, we will see a great harvest of people come to the, world, to the Lord. They will come to the Word seeking truth. 
And this starts with our prayer. It starts with us going to the Lord, praying for the lost, praying for those who need prayer, praying for those who need prayer answered, and that it can only reflect on a God that can do all things and that can make all things possible. Church, I plead with you, today is the day that we stand united as a group of believers and we seek the Lord above all things, that we have that constant prayer that is going on in our life daily, all day long with the Lord, where we ask for Him to direct our steps, to direct our conversations, to direct our eyes, to direct our thoughts, to put everything into submission of the Lord. As things get darker, we must get brighter. And as things get brighter, we must continue to pray. Give me an amen in the comments right there. If you agree with what we need to do to reach the lost, to reach the world, please type amen down there in the comments. Isaiah 61 60 verse 1 says this, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and the deep darkness of the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and His glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to the light, and the King to the brightness of your rising. The fourth thing that I want to review today is that prayer brings us miracles. Daniel prayed and God spared him from the lions. Hannah prayed and God gave her a son, Samuel, the greatest prophet of Israel. Elijah prayed and fire from heaven came down and consumed the sacrifice. Elijah prayed and there was a host of angels and chariots of fire surrounding and protecting him. John prayed and God gave him the revelation of Jesus Christ with the prophecies of the last days. And we can't forget on and on. The church prayed and Peter was miraculously released from prison. And and I want to point this out about that. The people that prayed for Peter to be released from prison, once he was released, couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe what they prayed for. It only takes a mustard seed. Start, start with the faith of a mustard seed. And number five is this. Jesus is our example. And I think this is the most important part, and this is why I've saved it to this point, is that prayer was an integral part of Jesus' life, just as it should be for us. That we should seek the Lord. That we should pray. And it says this, in Luke 5, 16, it says... But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Now, let me repeat that again. This is Luke 5, 16. It says, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. This verse, this word withdrew in the Greek means to go off. So if Jesus withdrew, if Jesus found a time to get away, when Jesus found his time, Where did he go? When when Jesus had that extra time, where did he go? What did he do? It tells us here that he withdrew. He often withdrew. And he withdrew to go to the wilderness for prayer. 
Now, I think back of some of the things that I do when I withdraw or some of the things that I've seen other people do when they withdraw. You know, some things like going to sporting events. That's a good thing that people do to withdraw. Some people withdraw to, to read a book. Others may withdraw to go shopping. So my question to you is this, is what do you do when you withdraw? Where are you felt driven to? Now, there's nothing wrong with shopping or going to a sporting event, but I believe it's the mindset that's here. It's the priority of our time in perspective, and does it align with our priorities? When you withdraw, do you find that time, that urge, that need to go, I've just got to go be alone with the Lord? And there's many of us that need to do that. I need to do that more often. If the son in Cardin found it necessary to communicate with the father frequently, what makes us think that we don't? So many times we say, oh, I'm too busy or I have to find another time. But once again, when we put things in priority, we find a way to get them done. And one of the things that we need to do is just acknowledge it to say, man, this is a priority, but I'm not doing it. How do I, how do I adjust my calendar or my schedule to make sure that I have enough time to have that conversation with God? Now, the conversation with God, the ongoing conversation is important. But it's interesting. Jesus was never out of communion with God. Even on his daily daily time traveling, he was still in communion with God. Even in his times of teaching, even in his times of healing other people, obviously he was in communication with God. But Jesus also found a time to sneak away to that, to that place. Wherever it might be, it says the wilderness, your secret place, this time where you can just go and be alone with the Lord. So really there's two things here. One is, is to find the time to, to slip away. And the other thing is to find that time and to be conscious of knowing that we have an ongoing conversation with the Lord daily. And one of the other things that happens is so often as humans, we say, oh, I'm going to do this. You know, I relate it to maybe a, a fitness regime or something like that where, where people are like, oh, I've got to start that. And the first thing that they do is they run out and do a two-hour workout and tomorrow they can't move. You have to be conscious of this with your time. A lot of us have heard about people who pray for hours or pray for overnight. There's many different stories that many of us hear and we know those people that are prayer warriors. And like anything, you can build your muscle to get there, but start with something. The whole key is to start with something and to build from there. Pick a time. Dedicate a certain amount of time to God's Word and then to communion with the Lord. Be conscious of it. And I want to close with this verse. This is Jeremiah 29, 13, and it says, You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Please join me in prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Lord Jesus, thank you for setting the example for us of what we are called to do and what we need to do, what God wants to do for us. Your word says we have not because we ask not. 
And so many times, Lord, we ask, we don't even seek, we don't even seek to ask. We think by our own power we can do things when we should first turn to you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would please minister to everyone hearing these words. That we could all do more, that we could all seek your face. And that when we seek your face, we will find you, Lord. As we continue in prayer, there are many of you out there that that recognize right now, yes, my prayer life is not what it needs to be. That I need to focus more on my prayer life. I need to to seek God. I need to, many of you would say, I know it's a priority. I'm just not not setting aside that, that, that time. And if that is you, in your mind, I would have you raise your hand or, or raise your hand in your heart as you're sitting there at home right now. I want to pray for you. Lord Jesus, please give us the strength. Give us the power. Give us the conviction to reach out to you, to seek your face. Lord, I pray that for every person that is acknowledging this right now as they're hearing these words, I pray, Lord, that as they seek you, we know that your word is good and they will find you. Lord, I pray that you would help us to just have the energy, to have the, the willingness, the, the, the time. Maybe it's, maybe it's in the morning that somebody wants to pray. That we don't think, oh, I'll sleep a little longer and do it tomorrow. That we have that conviction and that we get out of bed and that we seek you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for everyone that is wanting to seek you and to seek your face more and more. We thank you so much. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope this message draws you closer to God and draws you to a closer, intimate relationship with God through prayer. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day.